Good afternoon, football fans, and welcome to Keys of the Game with head football coach Kurt Newsom. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and we're glad you're listening to us. Coach, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Gary. Coach, I noticed uh, – I'm glad you made it back from due west South Carolina safely, and I hope you've dried out by now from that thunderstorm that hit during the uh, third quarter. That was quite the storm. Uh, one thing I did notice in a lot of comments in the press box was that uh, stylish waterproof towel you used to uh, yeah, keep I, yourself dry. I, I went with the turban uh, to dry yeah. myself off. But, yeah, I wasn't prepared, and I, I knew it was supposed to rain. Right. But I didn't bring anything, and I actually had to get a shirt from Quentin Hunter to <laughs> ride home in. Well, and your coaches were right beside us, and I noticed the locker room was about a quarter of a mile away, and uh, Buzzo and Beecraft, all of them came into the press box soaked with by the time they got there, so I hope they had some. I have a question I want to ask you before we get into the game. Erskine is in due west South Carolina. There are at least five other teams in that conference that are closer to Emory. Uh, I think Barton is the only one that's further away. And I looked around everywhere. I didn't see a mountain anywhere around due west South Carolina. But how are they in the mountain conference instead of someone like Lenore Ryan or Catawba or even Newberry's closer? <laughs> right. I'm not sure. I guess the proximity of the schools that they they play, you know, you've got mm -hmm. the other South Carolina schools are down that way. Right. And I, I think they tried to group it through travel. Uh, okay. And not not grouping it by the toughness of the schedule or anything. I mean, I'm I'm glad with Lenore Ryan's where they are, but right, right. Uh, no, I you know I'm I'm with you. I don't know how that eventually worked out. I guess they had some common rivalries they wanted mm -hmm. to keep is really the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Well, now we played at the high school stadium in Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, that was quite a facility, I thought. I mean, that press box, it's the nicest press box we've ever been in. And The, I, the whole facility was nice. Okay. And, uh, you know, the people down there were very hospitable and took care of us mm -hmm. and just a, a, and a good atmosphere. Yeah, and it was with us, too. I mean, they, they were very welcoming. And the hospitality was great. Uh, and that facility was unbelievable for a high school. Do you ever think we'll ever get to that here at Emory? I'd love to. Uh, you know, I think we definitely need to fix our visiting uh, oh, yeah. uh, facilities. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just kind of tired of playing in homecomings. I think that was number three. <laughs> Three. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know if we're limestone or not. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will. Well, now you guys left on Friday, and I think you had a little treat there. I and would be for me if I was playing, but you stopped at Clemson and, and practiced at their facilities. Is that right? Can you Went a little bit it? out of the way, mm -hmm. and uh, but thought the thought the kids would really like it, and uh, it worked out really well. We practiced in their indoor facility, and uh, mm -hmm. our guys were quiet. On a, on a Friday practice, which doesn't usually happen here or uh, wherever <laughs> we're at. And uh, so I think I think they enjoyed it, and it, it's quite a facility. And, uh, oh, it sure you is. know, got the trip off to a good start. Yeah, it's kind of a treat for uh, uh, Division two, Division three to, to be able to go to a facility like that. If, if no one's ever been in one, I know Virginia Tech's really nice. I believe Clemson's is even a little bit nicer, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very similar. I think Clemson's was probably built before Tech's was. Mm. So, uh, 
know, Tech's a, probably a little bit nicer, but Clemson is extremely nice. I think, you know, there are other facilities. Uh, we didn't get to see them, but uh, they they take a train uh, pole down to the weight room. A fireman's pole? Yeah, a fireman's pole, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's the fire alarm right there as we speak. So, well, let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, you went down to Erskine and uh, pulled off a shutout. Now we're five and five. Still have a winning season. That's uh, you know still in reach. Still no question, get in reach. But let's talk about Erskine a little bit. I don't think uh, one of the things I was impressed with was the field position you guys enjoyed throughout the game. I mean, the average starting field position was somewhere around the 40, 45-yard line. Yeah, we put that up for our players on Sunday. Don't. After a kick, we started on their 46, and they started on our 24, something to that effect. But Mitchell put that up as we put the – top five plays on special teams mm-hmm. and top five on offense, top five on defense. Well, that's how we started it because that changed the game. Yeah. You know, that was uh, that was huge. Our, our returns, you know, uh, Cam, Cam Peoples is just dynamic, and our, we, our coverage was good. So it was uh, really a, a great special teams effort. It really was. Special teams did a heck of a job. The defense also uh, helping with that field position. I looked it up. Of the nine possessions you guys had in the first half, uh, the average starting possession was on the 43-yard line. You were on 43, and you scored two touchdowns and two field goals. That's about half. I know you'd like to even see. I, it was twenty to nothing at halftime, but I thought I thought it could have been much. much oh yeah, we 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 had opportunities down there. We you know we had a fourth down. We didn't convert. Uh, actually, Charles slipped on it, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't convert there. I thought we gave up points there. So uh, yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were handling the game because our defense was just playing so well, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes it easier on everybody when uh, when they're playing that well. Well, you can play with a little more confidence. I also think as a as a offensive coordinator, when your defense is playing that well, you can afford to be a little bit more of a risk taker, if you want to call no, it. No, no question. You can go for some things that you normally wouldn't because you feel good about uh, that mm-hmm. defense when they come out on the field. And they, they ask me normally. Uh, actually, Cam will say, Coach, do we have two two downs? Or I'll tell him. You know, if we get in their territory, we've got two plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then the play call is based on having the two plays. Well, let's talk about your defense for a minute. I, that defense, uh, you held them to 176 yards. The only team that's held them for fewer yards is Wingate. Right, and Wingate's playing with different animals. Yes. <laughs> I promise you. But, uh, oh, it was, you know, Ivan's been a great leader of the defense all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a great leader of our team. And it, it kind of starts with him and Don Don and yeah. uh, and Swag. You know, those, those three guys are really special. And uh, we'll definitely miss all three. But, uh, you know, you've got great senior leadership. And uh, the guys are playing hard. Our secondary played well. Mm-hmm. Just uh, it was a great uh, defensive unit the whole entire game. Well, here's something unusual. I was looking at the conversions, third and fourth down conversions. They had that 21 attempts to make a first down on third and fourth. Puts the two together. Two. They made two of the 21. Now, that, that to me is the, the, the defense – is is well scouted. You've scouted them well. You know what they try to do when they've got to have, you know, a, a yard or two. But but also it's a 
you turn it up a level. And oh, that, I don't think there's any doubt. And uh, the defensive staff has done a good job uh, with our third down situations. It's, it's something we normally practice on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. You know, we go third and nine, third and seven, third and five, third and eight, third and six, third and four. Mm. and uh, compete, and we do it good on good. Now, we're a little banged up, so the last week or so we haven't been yeah, uh, competing some like that. So we've taken a little bit of that out because this season is just kind of unique. You know, you go 11 straight weeks, you know, and uh, I'm not used to that at any level I've ever coached no. at, you know, not having a, a week off at uh, all. And nor, nor are most of the players. I mean, nobody plays 11 no, straight. No, I mean, NFL school, doesn't even Yeah, high school gets, uh, you know, bye yeah. weeks and also. Well, let me ask you about Erskine's game plan, I, what you thought of it. I think I counted up. I think they threw either 14 or 15 50-50 balls. I mean, it just rare back and throw. I mean, wh- why were they doing it? Well, I mean, they, you know, we, we play some man coverage, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, I think that's where they thought they could come after us. And, uh, you know, because they had been a, a empty outfit anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they had run a lot of empty sets and – but they hadn't thrown as many 50-50 balls as they did. But uh, they were long foul balls. They sure were. And when you throw them and they're a foul ball, you now you've got only two more strikes right. to make a first down. <laughs> no question. And that's, as an offensive coordinator, I'd hate to think going up against Emory's defense, I've got you know, only got two plays to make right. that, that whatever. So I thought their game plan just kind of – took them out of it their, their own selves yeah and they got behind and I think they took more shots than they normally would mm-hmm. have and and our defense had done such a great job stopping the run early on that yeah. uh you know they just didn't feel like they could run it against us well your leading tacklers on defense was um I think Addison nicely again and and of course Ivan Phillips had six nicely had seven and I think T.J. Payne had six. And that's without Ivan playing at all in the third quarter. Yeah. He was was cramping, so uh, he would have had several more tackles if he would have played. And uh, Addison is just – all over the place. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, he's 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 been amazing. He's had a great season. I think, he, boy, he has, he, and he's led the team several times on tackles. But uh, I mean, he had seven this past week. Ivan is still he's number two in the conference on tackles, and we talked about him last week. I think he he continues to perform at a level that I think is above any of the linebackers I've seen. I agree with you. I'm, uh, it'll be a travesty if he doesn't make all conference. I, I really hope he does because he deserves it. And everything he's done for Emory and Henry since he's been here, he's, you know, he's been a model student. He's take, he takes care of his business in the classroom, off the field. So uh, we're, we're going to miss him. Well, Coach, I want to talk a little bit about Cam Peoples but, uh, when we come back from a break. But we're going to take a quick uh, station break here and hear from our sponsors. And, uh, folks, we'll be right back. Support for WEHC and Emory & Henry football comes from Tumbling Creek Cider Company. Heritage-inspired, handcrafted hard cider in the heart of downtown Abingdon. Open daily in the Spring House 112 Court Street, Northeast, and online at tumblingcreekcider.com. Tumbling Creek Cider Company serving the spirit of our community. And we're 
we're back. Coach, I don't know if Cam Peoples was the uh, offensive player of the game, but uh, he certainly had to have got – he would have gotten my vote. But uh, what a game by that, that young man. He was offensive player of the game. Uh, we have nominees from each uh, position coach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I award the winner, and uh, that's whose name came out of my mouth on Sunday. I can promise you. He's uh, he's a special little guy. And, uh, you know, you, you add the – kick returns and then the the jet sweep and yep. uh you know I, I looked at our rushing yards at, at halftime I said well I thought we'd have more rushing yards than that with uh with that jet sweep for a for a touchdown and uh they said well that was a pass coach yeah <laughs> so when you when you do throw it forward it was wasn't a handoff so it goes down as a pass but it is a a jet sweep yeah, he had 197 all-purpose yards. Uh, I mean that that you know that the leader in the conference who we're going to talk about in just a minute. This uh, this this gentleman named Trey uh, Stewart is leading the conference with 176 per game, but uh, 197 that's a lot of all-purpose yeah. I, yards. I think Mitchell looked it up, and uh, I think this is right. The young man from Catawba is uh, first in the country. And uh, if we were in the stats, we would be uh, – Cam would be fifth in the country. Wow. So that's pretty good for a true freshman. And, uh, you know, while we're on true freshmen, you know, I, I think uh, Justin Long's another true freshman that's – I mean, they're playing a big boy league as Just, true freshmen. Justin Hill. You, I mean, you Justin Hill, excuse me. Yeah. Well, Cam only, uh, only touched the ball five times. He had three passes and then he had – well – three passes then he had his two returns well i think we'll have to talk to the coordinator about that (laughs) (laughs) because we we need to put calluses on those hands from carrying that ball that's exactly right and i think they need to be finding out where cam peoples is every play even even if he's on the sideline somebody go over and watch make sure he doesn't come in well justin hill you mentioned him fresh and he's nine carries 100 yards scored a touchdown Unfortunately, had that fumble on a really nice run, but oh yeah, had he broke it, and you know I think uh, there for a while. I don't want to make any excuses for him, but uh, you know the conditions weren't weren't great, and uh, mm-hmm. you know with the rain, and uh, but uh, you know he he is he's been a, uh, a special for us, you know with Grayson having you know the injury bug with the with the ankle. Uh, I think he's come in and he's got got a lot of juice. He's a track guy in in high school. Oh, I and and it shows when mm-hmm. he when he gets in the open field. Yeah, he's a hundred meter guy. So uh, wow. he he can run and he's a he's a little little Grayson is what they call him. Well, he certainly has another gear he can put it in when he gets out there. Mm-hmm. One of the things I noticed is that it, he is so strong that he can kind of jump start go another direction plant jump yeah it's a jump it's a jump cut yeah and he does that naturally and of course coach copas coaches it you know Mm -hmm. every every running back coach in the in the zone days right that we're in right now Mm -hmm. you know coach that jump cut where where you get to the line of scrimmage and you jump and cut right it is what it is and he has the strength to do that i mean oh yeah he's plenty strong you know he's uh he's you know 210 pounds and Mm -hmm. uh Likes the weight room. <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah, when if you if you see me, I, uh, well, one other person I just want to bring up uh, real quick is uh, your punter, uh, Ethan uh, uh, 
Jones, I mean. Uh, Muncie. Muncie, excuse me. I've got Jones written for some reason here. But anyway, Mun- yeah, Ethan Muncie. I mean, three punts, 144 yards, 48-yard average. But he did he put, put one up there out of the lights for 57 yards. 57 yards and uh, on the 11-yard line, I think it was, where we got it. He, You know, he continues to uh, have a – he's having a great, great season. You know, he he didn't even punt in high school. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, what he's accomplished, he actually went to a punting coach this off season. Because uh, all I know how to coach punt is uh, that's a good punt. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm glad he went down there, and uh, so it, it's really helped him. Uh, we've asked him to come back next year. I was going to ask you. And, I know he uh, walked. He I've did walk, him. but he's going to walk right back to that locker room next good year. Deal. And uh, yeah, we need him. We need him back. And. Uh, ex- I'm excited about what he can do, and the, and the hang time is so so yeah. good. It's not yeah. like he's punted at 57 yards and it was you know 10 feet high. You know, he hang time's great. Yeah, he doesn't punt the he doesn't kick the line drives. Thank no. goodness. Even if they aren't 57 yards, they're still up there far yep. enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and and you guys got in the head of the uh, punter for Erskine. I mean, he had some bad snaps, and then they. Uh, one one to him that went out of the back for a safety was uh, you'd need a step ladder to get yeah, to Yeah, we thought we thought we could get some pressure and what happened was their center they had used as a blocker, which everybody doesn't do, and he was trying to trip crimes each play and he did actually trip him three or four times. Mm-hmm. And uh but it was affecting his snapping too. Because he knew yeah. Crimes was – we put Crimes in the A-gap where he usually comes off the edge. Right. And uh, so he attacked it, and so the center would, would snap it and stick his foot out and, and, and trip him. <laughs> and is that legal? No. But, uh, <laughs> no, they're just not going to see it. You know, that's uh, – it's not something you see every day, and uh, but it, it shows up on the film. Well, it, it, he he uh, it it did not pay off a couple of times because uh, the really bad snaps. Well, coach, you come away with a thirty-two to nothing uh, shutout there. Uh, I thought the coach for Erskine was very complimentary. Emory he talked about uh, about Emory's tradition and how he's not surprised that we've won some games in the sack, which I don't believe they ever have, but. He talked about, you know, how he wished he had the tradition that we have here and that it that makes it so much because you can go in with that tradition. Sometimes that counts. Well, he he played at Suwannee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I think, you know, Coach Wacker used to play right. Suwannee. And uh, when when they were rolling with Coach Wacker, I'm, I'm sure he had heard of him. But yeah. we talked before the game. And uh, so he, he knew of Emory, of course. And then – you know, he was a defensive coordinator at UVA Wise. Yeah, so, that's right. So he mm-hmm. would know about uh, Emory from that also. Well, let me before we leave Erskine, there's one more quick question. They, they're where we played in Greenwood is over 30 miles from Due West, where the college is. That seems to me to be a real hurdle for anybody trying to build a program. If you've got to, if we had to go, let's say, down to Bristol and play in the Stone Castle every home game I mean that makes it tough doesn't oh, it not? makes it real difficult because it's almost like they've got an away game and you know the the buses they they ask you to let them know if you're coming at two hours before the game so they can come earlier than that or or they can come later than that so that 
teams don't get there together, it's just a a nightmare as far as, as that goes, and so that that is is a problem, no is, question. Is that the conference making them play there? To where that is this the closest stadium they could find that the conference would approve? I'm, I'm I'm not sure about that, but uh, I know they've got a new president, and from my understanding, is very supportive, mm-hmm. and they've got a plan for an eighty million dollar yep. stadium something to that athletic effect. complex yeah I mean, athletic complex uh 80 million and a, that includes a stadium and all the above so uh you know i'm I'm sure i think they're getting ready to do it the right way well, i think they are they certainly were first class and everything we touched with them and and i certainly wish them the best but that is an uphill uh battle there trying to build that program traveling 30 miles every. they did have 24 seniors walk also. yeah i noticed so that. uh you know they've been they've been building this for a, for a while yeah well coach we're going to take a quick break here and when we come back we're going to talk about limestone university and uh their head coach mike fury i think that's the way he pronounces his name and some of their top players uh and folks we'll be right back there's something for you something for everyone at Washington County Public Library, and it's all free. The library has weekly story times for children from birth to age five, and special programs for homeschoolers and teens. Check in with your local branch for more information. Washington County Public Library, wcpl.net. And we're back. Well, Coach, we're headed back down to South Carolina, this time to Gaffney, uh, South Carolina, to play Limestone University. Limestone now is 7-3 and three on the season, 6-2 and two in the conference. Their only two losses were to Wingate and to Lenore Ryan. They did beat Newberry. Uh, so um, I want to ask you about their head coach. First of all, uh, Mike Fury, uh, this is his second stint as a head coach there, but uh, he was at the, with the Chicago Bears for the last four years. And Do you know this young man? or is No, I, I don't. I read his bio. I wish he was still with the Bears based yeah. on his football team right now. Uh, so, uh, But, uh, yeah, he had been there before. I had heard that he was at Kentucky Christian, and mm-hmm. he, had, he had been successful there. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got a heck of a football team. Really, you look at it, the two teams, they're, Mars Hill and Newberry are playing for the uh, playoff berth. And Limestone beat both of them. Exactly. I was just going to say that, that they, they beat Lime, Mars Hill 17-14 and shut down that ground game of Mars Hill. So No, no question. They've, so. uh, they've got a really good football team. Uh, I think, you know, offensively they're – I mean, they're older than some of our coaches. I think uh, they've they've <laughs> they've got an experienced football team, and uh, they're dynamic on that side of the ball. There's no question about it. Well, their offense seems to be their strength, and and the number twenty eight, the running back uh, Trey Stewart. Uh, and by the way, one thing I've noticed, just want to mention that. Uh, we need to start recruiting people with short first names, you know, like Dre Harris down in Newberry, yeah. and Trey Simmons. You know, we, we're getting these guys named Tomate, yeah. Jamal. <laughs> this is, we need to put that in our uh, – uh, Let us keep Tomate, though. Okay. It's these short names that keep killing us. But anyway, Trey Stewart is a running back. He uh, is first in yards per carry at 8.4 in the conference. He's averaging 149 yards a game. 
He's first in all-purpose yards, and he scored second. He scored 14 touchdowns. He's second in that. I mean, this kid's uh, the real deal, is he? Yeah, not? he is uh, dynamic, as I use that word on those special guys, and he, 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 he really is. And uh, you know, they're they're really good up front. It helps him out. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's. Uh, I'm sure his numbers after contact are uh, out, off the charts. What what kind of offense can you tell us? I mean, what are we going to be looking at there offensively? Lots of motion and shifts and, uh, you know, a lot of eye candy pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they then they get in. I mean, they're spread and run the inside and outside zone. Okay. And that's, that's, that's who, they, who they are. But a uh, lot of window dressing before the snap. Uh, so, Trey Stewart, the running back, I'm, that's somebody we're going to have to know where he is almost every time. What about your quarterback, Dustin Noller? He's He's got some – Oh, yeah, bright. he's got some good numbers too, and he's got some cats to throw to. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's got a, a couple big receivers, and he's got some speed guys. and uh, But he's been very consistent, you know, mm-hmm. and he can, he can hurt you with his feet. You well, know. I was going to ask you, is he a running quarterback? Yeah, yeah, he, he can be. There's no question. He's athletic. And 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 so they run kind of this spread offense. I know Coach Buzzo has tried to play what I guess you would call assignment football when we've run into people like Dre Harris or Mario Anderson or Trey Simmons. You, you know, yeah, it's you've got to account for the quarterback, and when when you do, it's you know it's it's a little different in the game plan when you've got to account for the quarterback's feet. Really, that's why we switched to Charles right now because of. Uh, uh, Kyle being being hurt, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know as far as running the ball, you know, and that's when they have to account, they they lose a number, and uh, in in the box. Well, speaking of Charles Mutter, I, I mean, I love that nineteen yard run to the end zone, and boy, he, I mean, he, there was no doubt he stuck it in there. He he could have stepped out of bounds, but lowered his shoulder and helmet, and oh, he's in. a he's a tough guy. There's no question. Uh, both of them are, uh-huh. and. Uh, I'm just glad they're both both playing for us, and you know we're seeing some growing pains. But mm-hmm. uh, what guy that's playing his second game, starting at quarterback in the SAC conference, doesn't have growing pains? So yeah. he's handled everything well. He's he's also handled me uh, because uh, <laughs> he, and that's important because I'm not the best quarterback coach. I, I think those guys are, you know, pretty even keel. And yeah, I, I wouldn't say even keel is my demeanor on the sideline. Yeah, I would not say that you're one to hold back your criticism. I mean, it's <laughs> so, no. you, so you're, you're no wallflower. No, so I I need to do better myself. To tell you the truth. Well, what about their uh, defense? Now, their defense to me, and when I look at them, that's the place where you know they're, they're giving up 414 yards a game, and uh, that's kind of an even split passing and rushing so the, their their defense is is it's going to be kind of an opposite i think we're going in with our strengths our defense their strengths their offense so that's yeah yeah and that's that's what they are and i actually told the coaches in our pregame meeting about uh when we were playing erskine i said you know this week their defense erskine's defense is better than their offense i said next week because we've had crossover games i said yeah limestone's offense is better than their defense you know is their defense plenty good yeah the numbers go up you play Gardner Webb 
yeah. who played uh, somebody I don't I, a Division One school and and hung with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that and then that side, you know, you got Lenore Ryan, Newberry, Mars Hill, and all them, and you know your your numbers get a little uh, slurred. Slurred, yeah. yeah. Well, they they obviously uh, you know they're they're offensively they're they're leading the conference in third down conversions and uh, they're second in touchdowns in the red zone because so their offensive machine certainly moves the ball well and they do punch it in at the end it seems no question about it they are really about it as good as we've played on that side mm-hmm. of the ball and you know defensively they're ad- adequate but like you say it's their strength is uh hey we're we're going this way and we're going to get it in the end zone yeah. they they certainly like i said they beat as you said, they beat Mars Hill and they beat Newberry. Well, Coach, we're out of time, so I'm going to have to wrap it up here. But off to South Carolina again, you guys leaving Friday, I assume, because it's a noon kick. Yeah, we have to. And uh, <laughs> I know UVA-wise, when they played them, it was a 6 o'clock game. They went down the day of. But uh, we play, we've played better up to this point when we've stayed at a hotel and mm. not left on Saturday. So that's what we're doing. Well, all right. Well, Coach, best of luck, and uh, thanks for coming over today and, uh, as always, and help making this show possible. really appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. And, folks, if you can't make it to Gaffney, South Carolina, this weekend, be sure to tune in to 90.7 here on WEAC. And as Josh Floyd and I will bring you all the action as Wasps take on the Saints from Limestone University at noon this coming Saturday in Gaffney, South Carolina. Thanks for listening, everyone, and so long. <laughs>